what I realized is that I led the suicide mission for that exercise. I was like, hey guys, who wants to sacrifice themselves? I'm going to sacrifice myself because I would, you know, my daughter would be proud that, that her dad sacrificed herself to save all these people. When realistically, I was just saying, hey guys, I don't want to go through that. I don't want to put my hand up because I don't feel like I'm worthy of surviving or living a fruitful life. Shit, man. <laughs> that was profound. That was profound for me because doing this work, meeting with people who are down in the dumps, hearing these stories, these beautiful, profound stories of people overcoming seemingly insurmountable struggles, trying to help people change the world and save the fucking species, but I can't even choose myself. What is up beautiful people, I am Lachlan Samuel and this is the Open Up Podcast, the show that is making mental health mainstream. The way we do that is we interview people about the deepest, darkest, most traumatic and challenging moments and periods of their life. We go over what they went through, how they overcome it, any tips, tools and tactics that they use to do so, any lessons that they've taken away from that period in their life and then where they're at now how they've turned that pain into purpose. All I can say is that I'm just truly, truly grateful. And I absolutely believe that together, me and you, and the sharing of these stories, we will make mental health mainstream. Let's go. What is up, beautiful people, if you haven't, read it already then this video is going to be about bridge experience and extreme leadership uh, and specifically what I have learned in doing those two back-to-back -back weekends with the amazing the beautiful Preston and Alexi Panos so last November they came to Brisbane I flew over there and I did two back-to-back -back weekends with them where we really delve um, and dove into who it is that we are, how we're showing up, how that's impacting our lives, and then bringing awareness to that, bringing attention and intention to that, uh, uncovering and unraveling that so that we can work through it and eventually become the best possible versions of ourselves. Now, I'm not going to lie, I'm going to be honest and straight up when I say those two weekends were the most terrifying horrible yet profound weekends of my life i literally feel like i don't know who the fuck i was before i did them i remember after the second weekend the i guess the week after that thinking who the hell was i who was i before this how have i let these these issues and these moments of impact from my childhood impact my life all the way up until this point allowed me or let me force me to self-sabotage and to feel that I wasn't worthy or good enough and therefore live a sub-par life. How have I done this? Like I literally had no idea who I was and so for me that was profound but getting to that point was terrifying, it was horrible, it was hard but it was all necessary. So these are some of the lessons that I learned throughout that experience and I I guess I just need to pre-frame that by saying uh, someone told me that I might have to get naked going into that and 
because of that. I spent about three weeks with crippling anxiety. Obviously, I've, I've spoken about the fact that I have had insecurity my whole life around having a, an average to small penis. <laughs> Just throwing that out there. Take it if you want it. But I've had that insecurity and obviously getting naked and having a whole bunch of people see me in the buff that's one of my biggest fears like even worse than speaking and spiders and spiders freak me the fuck out that was one of my my worst fears and so i had crippling anxiety for about three weeks leading into that and when i got there i turned up as a shell of myself and that was reflected in one of the exercises we did where uh, the group was asked or told to give you honest feedback about their first impression with you of you and most of my first impressions were a scared little boy uncertain not confident or cocky and those are just four aspects that i do not associate with myself and so i had to go go inside and and think about this and really process this and ask myself why the hell am i being perceived like this because I know that's not me and so over the course of that weekend and the week after it um, I really delved into it and it's because I had that anxiety and you know this this can play out in your life not even because you're gonna have to get naked in front of a bunch of people this can play out in your life because of coffee or because of the fact that you're not allowing yourself and your body your nervous system to express what it is that you're feeling if you're getting really irate and angry or you're sad you're emotional but you just suppress it and suppress it and suppress it that can cause anxiety too that can cause you to feel uncomfortable in situations and worry about what's coming worry about the future which is in a sense anxiety and so that's what i experienced and it was good to bring some awareness to that and notice how anxiety impacted the way that i was perceived especially if I'm going to be this person who I believe is going to make mental health mainstream, who I believe is going to be written into history as the one who does so. And you know, that that's important for me. That that goal is very, very important for me because the why has become so much more critical, so much more profound. And that why is making mental health mainstream so we can prolong uh, prolong the existence of our species, of humankind, of the collective shit man i can't be turning up as an anxious mess being perceived as a little boy who's unconfident or cocky hell no that that can't happen so it's good to bring some awareness to that and if you're doing the same thing being perceived the same then please do what i did bring some awareness to it unravel it unpack it and figure out why the fuck that's happening <laughs> uh so these are my lessons rant over i'm sorry I wait for others to tell me what traits I have or when I'm doing well. So searching for that external validation, you know, I, I spent a long time writing, writing blogs when I first started open up or doing podcasts or speaking. I probably spent about two years doing this. And, you know, if nobody was telling me that, the blogs and the writing was really good or hey man the, that podcast episode was good i really got a lot out of it or man you spoke really well you crushed it if nobody was saying that then in my head it meant that i was shit. 
And therefore I kept searching for that external validation. And if you're just searching, constantly searching for external validation, the message is going to be skewed. You're going to write content or produce content or portray yourself in a way to ensure that you get that validation, if that makes sense. And so, um, that's been something I've had to work on and I've really delved inside. I've really gone into the cave and worked on being confident within myself. And that's part of the reason that I announced that I want to fill Marvel Stadium. Um, so that's a, that's a really profound one for me and especially doing what I'm doing, putting content out there, putting these important messages and stories of overcoming struggle out there I really need to step back from constantly needing external validation and rather go within and just be content with the message that I'm sharing, content with the path that I'm on um, and this goal and this mission that I'm trying to achieve. Now, number two is that I'm craving connection, especially uh, with my Maori brothers. <laughs> what I noticed there, and this is intrinsically linked to uh, the the small dick small penis thing is that I've shut myself off completely from the Maori culture and Maori men or Maori guys because growing up I was bullied by Maori guys and so I viewed them as unsafe I I viewed myself as unworthy of being around those men and to see men's medicine now. Uh, men's medicine and amend movement to see them and their community the way that they supported each other they were there for each other and the way that they positively expressed themselves through maori culture and the haka it was fucking beautiful and you know there, there were two people tane heketa and uh, andy archie who i just felt like were beautiful beautiful men like chiefs of men and i felt very very safe with them in that environment and so i opened myself up to having that connection uh, with a maori man and or a maori guy and that was beautiful for me that was beautiful for me because i've shut that off so long but i feel like that's what i need moving forward that connection to culture uh obviously if you feel for so long and that's been 20 years for me that you aren't enough to fit with a certain group uh, that can be quite taxing and that can be quite scary to delve into or dip your toe back into those waters but I'm very very grateful that I had beautiful men there within men's medicine and a men movement that could help me transition through that and work through that and finally find trust in uh, Maori men. Now my problems uh, with my partner now I am I would say that for the most part over the last couple of years I have been a cold, uh, unemotional, cold and unemotional partner. Now, in unpacking this, in unpacking this, this has been predominantly with my partner. I find it very hard to show her love. I've found it very hard to show her love. She's very loving. Um, and just a beautiful human being but I found that the more loving she is the more closed off I get and unpacking this thanks to Candy Candy Love who's helped me through this 
a little bit. Actually, today, <laughs> after one of our Zoom calls, what I've realized is that I'm sabotaging because I've viewed a relationship as messy. You know, I've either been a narcissistic cheater and been cheating on a partner and hated myself because of it. So I've associated relationships with feeling like that, or I've been in a very, very toxic relationship where we're bicking, bickering and arguing, and it was just totally toxic and destructive and negative and just yuck. And I've just associated relationships with that. And when I've got this beautiful woman who is just loyal and caring and empathetic and compassionate and just an amazing human all around, I think I have sabotaged myself or tried to find ways to sabotage um, having this awesome relationship because I have this expectation that a relationship is messy or that I'm an absolute pig in a relationship, um, which obviously leads to me being shut off and unemotional and not giving love uh, to sabotage. So that's been really good to unpack. And on top of that, another lesson that's come out of that is that I have searched and delving into that relationship and the di dynamic in our relationship. I've realized that I search for people who are submissive because I have a real massive problem not being heard. And so uh, Katie, for the most part, is submissive. I've, I've looked for submissive friends and so I surrounded myself with submiss submissive people. But the problem with doing that, with surrounding yourself with people who are submissive, is that you don't grow because nobody challenges you. And I find it really hard being challenged. Even when I'm just saying, hey, let's go do this today. And someone says, oh, nah, probably don't want to do that. Let's go do this instead. My first instinctive uh, reaction is like, oh, fuck you. No, let's do what I want to do. And so that's been really awesome for me to... Uh, have awareness brought to and then unravel unpack and work through some of that because obviously if you want to grow if i want to get this message out there make mental health mainstream prolong the existence of the species then i need to be challenged i need to constantly grow uh, and so i've surrounded myself with people who do challenge me who will question poor decisions or actions okay uh what's the next one This is, this is really profound. This one is really profound and considering what I want to do, spoken at length about what it is that open ups about what I want to do and yada, yada, yada. Anyway, the work that I'm doing, I am telling men and women to choose themselves. Choose yourself. You are worthy of life. You are worthy of being here. You are not a burden. You are not alone. You are not misunderstood. Yet, I never choose myself. <laughs> never, ever, ever until extreme leadership and we did one of these exercises and what i realized is that i led the suicide mission for that exercise i was like hey guys who wants to sacrifice themselves i'm going to sacrifice myself because i would you know my daughter would be proud that her dad sacrificed herself to save all these people when realistically i was just saying hey guys I don't want to go through that. I don't want to put my hand up because I don't feel like I'm worthy of surviving or living a fruitful life. Shit, man. <laughs> that was profound. That was profound for me because doing this work, 
meeting with people who are down in the dumps, hearing these stories, these beautiful, profound stories of people overcoming seemingly insurmountable struggles. I'm doing all of this. I'm putting this message out there. I'm trying to help people change the world and save the fucking species, but I can't even choose myself. I literally did not choose myself once, and instead, I chose to sacrifice myself. And off of the back of that, going home after that exercise, and I'm sorry I'm not expounding too much upon that, I just don't want to ruin the experience for anyone who's going to jump into extreme leadership uh, come May. It's back in Australia and Brisbane, and I don't want to uh, ruin that experience, but in going home that night, I can say that I was suicidal, like legit. And I was staying with two beautiful people out there in Brisbane who, who gave me a room, but I just stayed there in that room at night and I was just so damn down on myself. Straight up, I was just like, bro, you should kill yourself. Like you, you're supposed to be a leader. You're supposed to be someone who is helping these people and helping them choose themselves. Yet you can't even choose yourself. What good are you? You're a piece of shit. And I realized that my default is you should kill yourself. And I know that's a bit raw. Um, that's a bit harsh. But that's legit my default. And what I've seen play out since November and since finishing that is I've let myself get a little bit overweight. Well, not a little bit overweight. I've gone from... 96 to 108 kgs back down to 94 now i'm back up to 111 kgs shit i let myself get out of shape and now i notice when i go and buy a chocolate or buy a caramel slice or have an ice cream something like that that i know i shouldn't be eating as soon as i eat it i'm straight back into that default straight back into man you're a piece of shit you should kill yourself and that is not something I want to be my default. That is something I, I am actively working through. Working through my relationship with food. But most, important, most importantly, my relationship with myself and that default response. Especially putting out this message, open up, making me enough, choose yourself, please. Yet, that is my default. And I know this is pretty raw. I know this is... Uh, gonna be a bit too much for a lot of people to listen to or to watch but this is the fucking truth like this is what i've been going through this is what i'm working through and i'm not embarrassed about it in fact i'm embracing it i love the process and i know that when i'm working through this or when i get over this and overcome this that's just more strings added to my bow and i become a better person a better facilitator a better coach mentor leader because of it and i guess i guess that's it <laughs> i i haven't scripted this video or this podcast at all i just thought i'd jump on and riff and talk about it just because i feel compelled to and to the people who got me to bridge and extreme in the first place beck antonucci very very grateful for you queen the way that you stepped up and the way that you led uh, very grateful for Kim DeMassey, who uh, was one of my coaches during Extreme Leadership. She was one of the ones who got me through. And again, grateful for uh, Aaron, my buddy for the two weekends, Tani Hekata, uh, Andy Achi, 
and just all of the beautiful humans that were in that space and who are continually delving into and diving into their flaws, their inconsistencies, their insecurities, and working on themselves to become the best possible version of themselves so that they show up in society and their relationships and other people's lives as that person. That's, that's how we're going to change the world, by working on ourselves and improving our environment. That's about it. Rant over, riff over. Uh, again, Bridge in Extreme, uh, just run by Preston this time. We're going to be back in May, January, February, March, April, May, May and June. So end of May, start of June uh, next, this year. Yeah, end of May, start of June this year uh, in Brisbane. So if you are looking to drastically transform your life, if you are looking to go to somewhere where you finish those two workshops and you think, who the fuck was I before I came to Brisbane? Then please do yourself a massive favor. Do the people that you love and care about a massive favor and delve into it. Dive in head first. Face those fears, face those flaws. Become that best possible version of you. You! I choose me. Let's do it. Now before I let you go, you beautiful, beautiful human, I just want to say I hope that you liked that episode, I hope that you enjoyed it, and if you did, please make sure that you share it with your friends, your family, anyone that you think or feel will benefit from listening to this story of vulnerability, the story of courage, the story of overcoming struggle. Now if you haven't already, please follow us on Facebook and Instagram. If you're on Instagram, you already know that you sleep in my fridge, inside joke. And please, if you can, subscribe to us on YouTube or give us that five-star review on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, whatever podcast, platform, or app that you use. It'll go a long, long way to helping us make mental health mainstream and getting these stories, these stories of courage, into the mainstream. Thank you all, guys. Ciao.